Welcome to the Crossing Church Podcast. This week, our lead pastor, Greg Dumas, continues our FAQ series with a message titled, What in the World is Going On? We hope you enjoy this weekend's message. Amen. Delighted to see you today. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Join. Uh, can we welcome our campuses? Say hi to them. What's up? South Shore Plant City. How you doing? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we pray for every person who is suffering sickness right now. We ask that you would bind that up, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you are on your throne. We pray for Cuba and those who are suffering in Cuba, and we pray for Afghanistan. And Lord, we thank you that your light shines in the darkness and that darkness has not overcome it. And God, even the gates of hell shall not overcome your church, the believing church, men and women around the world, and your will shall prevail. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. amen. Can we thank the Lord? Amen. Amen, amen. We're in a series called FAQ, Frequently Asked Questions. And so today, we're going to answer the question, what in the world is going on? Dot, 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 in the world. What, what in the world is going on? on in the world. A couple of weeks ago, the Lord, uh, isn't it a little crazy right now? Uh, Good news and bad news, it's going to get crazier. And that's good news, and I hope to explain that today. Um, A couple of weeks ago, I felt the Lord spoke a word to me. If you're new to that language, uh, prophecy means that God gives a word, and it's for the edification, the strengthening, the encouragement of the body. And so I want to read that to you now. It's just what God is saying. He's saying it to me, saying it to us. And so here is the word. The world is experiencing many shakings. I am the one who's doing the shaking. Many are experiencing sickness of varying degrees. If you let it, fear that leads to despondency will overcome you and cripple your walk with me. Remember Hebrews 12, 27. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. These days are only the tremors. There's much more to come. But take heart and guard your heart because I have overcome the world. This isn't the time for believers to be afraid. Set your fear aside. Handle your fear. Deal with the spirit of fear. Deal with the spirit of fear. For I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power. Come on, somebody. Power, love, and a sound mind. 2 Timothy uh, one seven. Buckle up, it's going to be a ride. And I had a picture that came with this section. Now, how many of you love rides? How many of you love rides? How many of you not so much? Okay. If you're the not so much crowd, when you buckle in, like at Shikra, at the top of Shikra, sheesh, you get, <clears throat> there's a little bit of terror that comes with that. But the Lord is saying, listen, you're going to experience these things. We're going to go like this. We're going to go up and down. It's going to be pretty violent going up and down. But he says, I don't want you to be afraid because I'll be with you through the ride to the end of the ride. I'm going to be with you. It's time. It's time for faith. Let your light shine before men that they would see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. Matthew 5, 16. It's time to challenge yourself to exercise your faith. Like resistance training for gaining muscular strength, you decide what areas you're going to train. So God is saying, I'm asking you to train what you need most from me. And I saw the mind and the hands and the heart and your sight. I'm introducing you to various levels of resistance. Various levels, okay? When you encounter trials, settle yourself in the fact that I am supremely powerful and in control 
of all things. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Can we say, can we say today, God's in control. God is in control of all things. I know that there's some crazy things going on. God's in control of all. Lean into any resistance that comes and you'll gain new perspective and your faith will be strengthened. Last paragraph. Listen to me and I'll show you great and mighty things that you don't know. Jeremiah 33, three. If you're wondering why I've been silent, it's because you've moved away from me. I am able to speak wherever you are. I am everywhere at the same time. God is omnipresent. However, you have to choose to be in the space I've chosen for you to be in. I know it's a little wordy. Then your ears will hear my voice. I'm speaking in the direction of where I'm asking you to move. And I saw another picture with this. God's voice was like in a vector. And I could see myself just kind of, a couple of weeks ago I got sick and um, you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was, a, it was a thing. And so how many, of you, how many of you have trouble hearing from God when things are going on in your life a little bit? And so I was calling and calling and calling and calling and the Lord said, hey, you just moved outside of the vector of my voice. And he said, just move back over, just get closer to me. And I have to pause here and say, this first Wednesday is going to be amazing at the Crossing Church. Next Gen, the Next Generation team, Trent Anderson and team are gonna do what's called Next Gen Takeover and he's gonna talk about how to hear the voice of God. You don't wanna miss it. You're gonna wanna be here uh, this coming first Wednesday. And so God said, hey, just come back over here. And it's like, I couldn't hear, couldn't hear, couldn't hear. And as soon as I moved into the vector of where God's direction, his voice was, immediately I could hear him, you know, like Charlton Heston, Lord. <laughs> like, and I could hear him immediately as I moved over. Outside of that space, you won't hear me and you will struggle. I've not left you and I've never forsaken you. Run to me and I will protect you. Lighten your load, clear the deck. This is for somebody, cleanse your heart and serve me, and I will reward you publicly. Amen? Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen, and amen. A friend sent me a picture of a news outlet. Um, there's a little popping and locking going on. I won't dance this morning. There's a friend uh, sent me a picture of a news outlet uh, showing, displaying, and I won't say what news outlet because then we'll fuss about what news outlet we're talking about, right? A news outlet that was indicating Russia was joining Iran and Turkey and even China, and they were bringing this coalition together and pointing themselves at issues that were taking place in Israel and then ultimately pointing towards some sort of conflict with Israel. And so this is what I want you to know about Matthew 24, 6 through 14. Here's what the Bible says in many other places. There are going to be wars and rumors of wars. Nation's gonna rise against nation. War and famine and flood and plagues and pestilence will fill the earth. These things all have to come to pass. Frequency, the frequency and severity of natural disasters has doubled in the last 20 years. They have doubled. All kinds of things taking place on planet earth. But this isn't the end yet. Hallelujah. There's more to come, but take heart. The gospel is gonna be preached to the four corners of the world, every tongue, tribe, and nation, every little uh, niche in the world, and then the end will come. Here's what God says. See to it that you are not alarmed. See to it that you are not alarmed. Come on, we, we break the spirit of fear now in the name of Jesus. Come on, you guys. You, listen, listen. Come on. So I, I'm teaching. As I'm teaching, you're going, I'm alarmed, I'm alarmed, I'm alarmed. 
Let me lighten it up a little bit. A few uh, minutes before service started, the people were talking, visiting. Suddenly, Satan appeared in the front of the church. Everyone started screaming and running for the front entrance, trampling each other in a frantic effort to get away from the evil one. Soon, everybody had exited the church, except for one elderly gentleman who sat calmly without moving, seeming oblivious to the fact that God's greatest enemy was in his presence. So Satan walked to the old man and said, do you know who I am? The man replied, yep, sure do. Aren't you afraid of me, Satan asked? Nope, sure ain't, he's from the south. <laughs> said the man, don't you realize I can kill you with a word, asked Satan. Uh, don't doubt it for a minute, returned the old man in an even tone. Did you know that I could cause you profound, horrifying, physical agony, persisted Satan? Yep, was the calm reply. And, and you're still not afraid, asked Satan. Nope, replied the man. Uh, more than a little perturbed, Satan asked, well, why aren't you afraid of me? The man calmly replied, been married to your sister for 48 years. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I believe the precursors, the things that are going on right now are precursors, they're, they're um, birthing pains. They're, they're the things that are starting to take place. And one of the things are called the Gog and Magog War. If you think of end times and prophecy and eschatology, big words, think about what's coming in the future, you've got to understand the book of Daniel and Ezekiel, especially 37, 38, and 39, okay? And so Ezekiel 38, there's this prophecy. It's an ancient prophecy that is coming true today about Israel. God names these nations, and I'm gonna just go through the names of the nation. Then he says, I'm gonna put a hook in your mouth and I'm gonna lead you uh, to rebel against Israel. Okay, so here are the, instead of reading the scripture, I'm just gonna give you who these folks are in contemporary time now. Gog was a person. Magog is modern day Russia. He's the prince of Rosh and Meshesh and Tubal, okay? Uh, Persia is modern day Iran. Ethiopia is modern day Sudan. And I know Sudan has a peace treaty with Israel, but it's a very flimsy one, all right? So it's a constructed one. Libya is Libya. Gomer is modern day Germany. And we don't know how Germany is gonna be involved exactly, but remember in 2016, they took in a million Muslim refugees, most from Syria. And Togomar is modern day Turkey. So here's what I want, I want you to see this on the map really quickly. <clears throat> these nations, these six nations or so, they're coming, Iran is coming to Israel for a holy war, you know what I'm saying? Okay, and the issue is over Jerusalem and all the way back to Isaac and Ishmael, right? And Abraham the father. Russia is, the, is kind of the, the, the big dog in the Middle East. They are the ones who are really coming for Israel's energy source. Do you know that Israel has discovered um, hundreds of trillions of tons, hundreds of trillions of tons of uh, metric tons, yards, of gas in the Mediterranean. Right now, Russia supplies one-third of all the gas to everybody in the central portion right here, one-third, and so they know that Israel now has gas. They're coming for the resources, the spoils. Uh, Eastern Europe and Germany will join Turkey, Armenia, Libya, and then Kush, Ethiopia, the Sudan, and they're gonna converge on Israel. Now here's what God says in this ancient prophecy that is actually taking place in our news 
right now. He says when they converge, God's the one who's gonna provoke it. And then he says, and then God is gonna prove that he's God in the mountains of Israel, and he is going to surprise them in the, in, inside the mountains of Israel. God is going to act. It is not gonna be the weaponry of Russia, it's gonna be the weaponry of God that is displayed on the earth. The Bible says, so when you see these things happening, I want you to know that the Bible already knows they're gonna happen. I, I want you to see, God, the Bible is the only book that is predictive. It's gonna show us the future with a, a startling clarity, startling. It says that they're gonna, they're gonna, it's gonna take seven days, church, seven days to remove the bodies from what happens in the mountains of Israel, and it's gonna take seven years to clean the debris. Seven years. It is, it, is a, it is this massive move by God. And then God says this about the nation of Israel as he displays his power. Ezekiel 39, 21, 22, 29. And I will display my glory among the nations. Everyone on earth is gonna see it, that God steps in. From that day forward, the house of Israel will know that I am the Lord their God. And I will no longer hide my face from them. Remember the trouble that's been in Israel for I will pour out my spirit on the house of Israel, declares the sovereign Lord. So the Lord becomes the Lord of the nation of Israel. He displays his glory. They humble themselves, even if it's just temporarily to say God is God. Okay? Now, this fits into the larger timeline, the end of time timeline. What a, instead of kind of getting caught up in all the details, I want to give you just a a general overview today, okay? Over here is the Old Testament, right? Creation's over here, Old Testament. We're now in the present church age. This is where we are. So the war of Gog and Magog, this seven months and seven years, is sometime on this side of the timeline. This is called the rapture of the church. When you talk about the rapture of the church, uh, there are three views for the rapture. And there is a pre, there is a pre-tribulation. Everybody understand that we're gonna have seven years of real terrible tribulation on the planet. That's what the Bible says. Okay? The view of rapture is there's a pre-rapture, a pre-tribulation understanding. There is a post-tribulation understanding, and there is an ah, ah. All right, and all just means that all of this is uh, categorical and that heaven and earth are right now and that the Bible is kind of an allegory, all right? We believe and I believe that God is going to rapture us. We are pre-trib Christians here at the crossing, okay? And, and, and so listen, I, 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 I think that's worth clapping for. I think it is. If you're, if you're a post-trib Christian, if you're post-trib, and there are some very, very thoughtful, uh, earnest post-trib Christians, that's cool. Everybody can be wrong sometimes. <laughs> I'm just hoping, I'm, I'm trusting and believing there's a lot, a lot of scripture that we're gonna be raptured. Whenever this Gog and Magog war takes place, the rapture happens and the Bible says that we're gonna be caught up in the air. Jesus is coming back here. We're gonna be caught up in the air to join Jesus with those who have died. We're gonna come up. That's why I have a sunroof in my car. I'm no metal in my way. I'm going. And so this, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting dialogue in this. Now, could we go through the tribulation? Yes, we could. 
And if we do, God preserves and protects through the tribulation. We know that our God is sovereign, okay? Could we? Yes, I believe we're gonna go before the tribulation. And so here's what happens, and it makes perfect sense. There's a lot of scripture to, to follow this up with. As we're raptured, we are the church. Everybody say we. we. Say me. me. You are the church. You hold in you the presence of the Holy Spirit. And the presence of the Holy Spirit on the earth is the force on planet earth that holds back evil. And when we are raptured, the Holy Spirit is gonna be raptured. The Holy Spirit leaves planet earth because everybody who believes is gonna be gone at that moment in time. And so when that happens, now evil has every predictive ability. Evil then stands up and it's the, the occurrence of the Antichrist. It gives way for the, for the birth and, and the coming of the Antichrist. And then, crazy as it is, Israel, who has seen the power of God, makes a peace treaty with the Antichrist. And as Israel makes a peace treaty with the Antichrist, things go from you know, worse, 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 worse. And then right here, three and a half years into this seven-year span of the tribulation, the abomination of desolation takes place, and Satan, who has spawned the Antichrist, the Antichrist himself will go into the rebuilt temple in Jerusalem, and he will sit where God dwelt in the Old Testament, and he will claim himself God. That is the abomination of desecration. And that marks the beginning of the great tribulation. That's when the Bible says the earth, the sun, the moon, the stars, it's gonna be so tumultuous at that time that the hearts of men will fail, not because anything has happened to them, but because of fear. And the hearts of men will stop. It's gonna be, and so I am praying for the balcony seat for this. I am. Two witnesses, there's so many, so many things that happen in here. Um, this is the second coming of Christ here. He's gonna return. The armies are gonna amass, Satan is gonna amass, and they will meet in the valley there of, of Megiddo. This is the battle of Armageddon here. And, and so they're all gonna amass, and Jesus is gonna come, and he's gonna say one thing, he's gonna say, word, and it's over. So I wanna tell you, that's how big the battle is. Word, and it's over. Satan is bound, he's bound for a thousand years, and we have heaven on earth. So Jesus is proving to the cosmos there can be heaven on earth. And so there's gonna be a thousand years, this is the millennial reign of Christ. Satan is then loosed for a final time. He, uh, God judges Satan, he is uh, cast into the lake of fire, and then we begin, hallelujah, an eternal state to live in God's glory forever. <laughs> so that is a quick overview of why Gog and Magog and why the news fits into the timeline that is called eschatology. And we, so what are we supposed to do with this? What are, what are we supposed to do? A couple things that are takeaways. Take heart. Everybody put your hand on your heart. Come on, take heart. Take heart. I know it's easy, so we have war, famine, flood, plague, pestilence, see all these things, and we go, God, where are you? And God says, I'm right here. God says, I'm right here. I see all these things I'm, I'm initiating right now. I'm initiating right now these things that are taking place. I care about you, I'm with you, take heart. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Everybody take a deep breath. 
We pray for everybody who's struggling with sickness, don't we? We pray. Have peace. In this world, you're gonna have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. This is a temporary place. This is a temporary place. Number two, be encouraged. 2 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 18, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, the voice of the archangel with the trumpet call of God. I believe that God is going to, the seven feasts of Israel are prophetic markers for what takes place on earth. They have always been and they always will be. And I think in this feast that's called the Feast of Trumpets, sometime in that span, it's like a two-day span and the Hebrew calendar starts at night. Their clock, the day starts at night, not in the morning like us in the West. Sometime in September, October, it happens every year, the Feast of Trumpets, and I believe at some point, I don't know if it's September 6th that Jesus is coming back, but he could. He could. In the Feast of Trumpets, there are 11, uh, nine sets of 11 where they blow this thing called the shofar. When that's over, there's one last blast, which is blast 100, and that ends the Feast of Trumpets, and I believe that at some point, we're gonna see Gog and Magog, we're gonna see the feast play out, and on that last blow, the trumpet, the last blow, the hundredth blow, is that's when the rapture's gonna occur. I can't, I can't uh, so every September, October, I'm like, here we go, baby. Here we go, let's do this. But God is not slow in keeping his promises as some think a day is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. God is long suffering that many might come to Christ. God is long suffering that many, 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 we pray. Can we pray that believers in the house? Well, we pray just, and it's, so, so listen, the scenes that we're seeing in Afghanistan, oh my goodness. The scenes that we're seeing around the world, the, the, the war, famine, flood, the plagues, just pray that the word of God would be advanced, that people would have the strength. You know people in China, you know the largest church on planet earth exists in China. China has more Christians than uh, the population almost of the rest of the Christians on the planet. There are, if you said today, what does Christianity look like? It would be an Asian girl who was about 22 years old. That's how powerful the gospel is in China, but we don't hear that. We don't hear that. And so when, when our missionaries go to China, they say, you know, from the West, how can we teach you? How can we pray for you? And the Chinese say, teach us how to die well. And then we say, we'll see you. <laughs> we have nothing to say. Because we don't live that kind of, we don't live that clarity in the West. We've, we, they have been under such bondage and, and such hardship for so long that they understand this life isn't my life. Th this thing going on is temporary. It's temporary, so they have laser-focused clarity about who Jesus is and why they worship him. <clears throat> Find victory in Christ. Find victory in Christ. So let me jump back up to, uh, to uh, number two. I have no idea where I am in my notes. I have no clue. <laughs> uh, uh, number two, verse 17, 1 Thessalonians 4, 17. After that, last trumpet, we who are still alive and left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so it will be, we will be with him forever. Try to have this focus. Whenever you're sick, you're struggling, when we're dealing with things, we're watching politics, it is amazing. Woo, I gotta stop right there. 
I do. 18, therefore, encourage one another with these words. Encourage one another with these words. Say to each other in the kitchen, this is not our home. This is not our home. This is not my home. This is not your home. This isn't. Number three, find victory in Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 50. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, and I'll tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. That's a promise. This earth suit goes away, but we get a new suit. (laughs) In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will be raised imperishable and be changed. For the perishable must close itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory and where, O oh death, is your sting? You know, one, one day, one day soon, it could, be, it could be today, it could be tomorrow, it could be September, it could be 10 years from now. God is not slow in keeping his promises. There is some place on planet Earth where the last person, you know, person X, and the last person to receive Christ, and, and God says, the rapture, now. The rapture, now. Do you know that at, at that point in one day, there's gonna be no more cancer. Cancer's done. Cancer, the reign of cancer is over. COVID is over. Sickness and death and disease is over. It's over. It's over. Find victory in Christ. By receiving Christ, we fulfill the law and we've conquered sin and death in the finished work of Jesus. And and lastly, I feel like the Lord said this last little portion to me and it's in Luke 21 and I'll let you look it up and, and I'll just read parts of it, okay? Luke 21 28 through 34, the Lord said, be careful. And so sometimes be careful means, hey, it's, it feels more punitive, like you better. And I want you to know this, be careful means um, in the difficulty that we, we have, there's a path that we can take and just really easily we get on the path to think we're gonna help, help ourselves feel better, but the path doesn't help us to feel better, it actually leads us down into this thing called dissipation, okay? Quick, let, let, let me give it to you, all right? Everybody take a deep breath. This is, this is something to help you get free, amen? It's to help you get free. When these things begin to take place, uh, stand up, look up to the heavens, lift your head, your redemption is drawing nigh. Remember, Jesus is coming back. We're going up, he's coming down. 29, he told them this parable, look at the fig tree, and the fig tree is Israel. Everything in history hinges on the nation of Israel. Everything in prophecy hinges on the nation of Israel. Everything that God is doing on planet Earth will unfold based on Israel. Israel is his chosen nation, his chosen people. He says, when you see these things, look up and start to say hallelujah because things are coming to pass just as God said they would. So as I tell you the truth, 32, I jump down to 32. This generation will certainly not pass away until all of these things have happened. And the Bible has double meanings all the time. And so a day is a thousand years, a thousand years is a day. However, Israel is the super sign. Everybody say super sign. And it's not a super suit, it's a super sign. They are God's super sign. And it is absolutely miraculous that the nation of Israel was co-joined. They came back together in 1948 to be a nation because they were spread over all the earth. 
1948. Incredible. And that is, that's the super sign to stamp the beginning of the timeline that's going to take place with God. The, the war with Gog and Magog is another sign. The rapture then takes place, then the beginning of the end. I said, when you see Russia and the nations cross the Euphrates, take your stopwatch out and go beep, beep. So, so I'll do it again. Beep, beep. Because that's when the time starts. That, that's, when the, that's when the seriousness, and, and listen, how many of you know that it's just one, we're one breath away from standing before Jesus. Come on. We're one breath away. So watch this really quickly. Heaven and earth are going to pass away, but my word, everybody say word. My word will never pass away. Be careful, be careful during all this time that your hearts don't get weighed down with this word called dissipation and drunkenness and anxieties of life. And, that, and if you do, you get confused and we're trying to deal with COVID and sickness and work and divorce and all these things and the world and politics. And what we do is we end up coping. Everybody say cope. We all do it. And so we end up coping and the coping leads us into kind of drinking and sexuality and these other things that don't meet the need that we have. Because God is saying, I want to ascend the mountain of God to get the word from God so that I can give you safety and security. If we're not careful, we can descend into dissipation. And in dissipation, our conscience then bothers us because we know we shouldn't be doing what we're doing and we lose our confidence to, to speak before God. And then we lose our confidence that he's going to answer our prayers. So we pray weak prayers because we've been living in dissipation. God doesn't want us to live in dissipation. He wants us to have powerful prayers. He wants us to, he wants us to have confidence before him. And so if you've, if you've fallen into dissipation today, go home or right now as I'm teaching, we just, you want you to start speaking to dissipation and say, you're not for me. You can't help me. I have a savior. I have a savior. I, I have a savior. I'm not going to fall into dissipation. Listen to these stats. Listen, just since the onset of COVID, divorce rate is up 32%. Mental health issues that are reported, and there's a lot more that are not reported, mental health issues that are reported accompanied by significant, severe substance abuse are up 40%. Suicide, and listen, this, this is a tragedy. Suicide between the ages of 10 and 24 are up 60%, okay? This stuff captures us all. The Lord doesn't reject a broken and contrite heart, church, if your heart is broken today. If you're confused, if you, if you start to get unsettled, the Lord is saying, listen, take heart, be encouraged. Find your life in Jesus. Find your encouragement in Jesus. Find somebody that you know, find somebody that you love, find somebody that'll quote the word with you and get with them and encourage yourself. If I, can, I, can I say this? Can I say this? Go ahead and put the drink down. I know the drink is helpful for about 10 minutes. Go ahead and put the drink down open your Bible, turn on, uh, before you even open your Bible, turn on some worship. Turn on some worship and let God begin to speak to you and let the worship, just let your worship play until you get to the place where you start to feel again and you have emotions again and you, you start to yearn again and long again and then turn to the word of God and start saying to God, God, you are who you say you are. God, you can do what you say you can do. And God, I trust you. 
I'm gonna trust you with my life, my wife, my husband. I'm gonna trust you with my hope, my future. I'm gonna trust you with my business. I'm gonna trust you with my finances. I'm gonna trust you. And a broken and contrite heart, God never despises. He always says, come, come to me, come to me. And so I wanna close in praying today. Would you join me in praying across our campuses? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? And I, I, here's what I wanna pray today as we close. Uh, bow our heads and close our eyes. I wanna pray that if you've had a hard time seeing, that as I pray, you'll see. Now I know you've got your eyes closed, so I mean spiritually. And I'm gonna pray that if your heart, your, your heart has been maligned, a little bit hardened, that God would soften. And I'm gonna pray that your ears would hear his voice as I pray, and I, I'm, I'm just trusting the Lord. Father, we pray that although we, we've been seeing, and we've not seen, Father, open, open blind eyes, open the eyes of the heart, God, open the ears, unlock whatever's been blocking in our ears that we might hear your voice. And I'm praying right now, here and across campuses, that right now you'd hear the voice of the Lord. You'd hear him speak to you. And then we pray for the hearts of men and women. Christians, those of you who know the Lord, would you pray with me? I pray that warmth, like physical warmth would come into your heart right now if you've had coldness, just you start to get cold, your heart starts to get cold and isolated and different. We pray for the softening of hardness right now, of heart, God. Would you, would you let your, your softening, it's called the balm of Gilead, God, would you soften? And right now, God, I pray for tears. Well, there's been insensitivity and, and the heart is just locked in. And then we speak to those things that have been unwilling to yield. And we say, move in the name of Jesus. Come on, believers, in your spirit, move in the name of Jesus. <laughs> move, move. And now for those of you who are trusting Christ today, uh, it's a simple prayer, Romans 10, nine and 10. All over the house and where you are online, if you're at a campus, we're gonna pray together. Would you lift your voice, say, Lord Jesus, today's the day I give you my life. I need you, I need you to live inside of me. I know I've sinned and I surrender. Come on, say, I surrender. If you prayed that for the first time, would you raise your hand for us on the count of three? One, two, three. Raise your hand all over the house. Raise your hands, I see you, I see you friends. I see you, raise your hands, amen. I surrender, I surrender today, amen. I surrender, I surrender, amen. Can we thank the Lord today? Can we give him, can we give him praise, amen? Amen. Now as a, as a sign, I feel like God, what he said was, I want you to pray for blind eyes and deaf ears. And uh, so that's what we're gonna do. And, and so I'm gonna ask you to just be bold, to be brave. And um, I look these up. And so the Lord just said, I want you to look for categories and eyes and ears. And so if this is you and you would like prayer, if you just find this, whatever I say to be, something that you're dealing with and you'd like prayer, I'm gonna just, as I name them, I'm gonna move pretty quickly, I'll just ask you to stand, okay? Uh, if you've got blurred or obscured vision, you'd like prayer, would you stand wherever you are? Blurred or obscured vision, amen. Amen, amen.
Amen. Foreign object in your eye. Has somebody got a foreign object in their eye of some kind? Specifically the left eye, we're gonna pray for either, either one, but a foreign object of some kind. Cataracts. Just stand if, you, if you'd like prayer. Glaucoma. How about an infection of some kind? Infection in your eye you need prayer for? Would you stand? All right, to wrap up eyes. A strain, strained eyes. There's some straining that's taking place. Uh, an issue with the lacrimal glands. I'm not even sure if I know what the lacrimal gland is. Would you stand? I think it has to do with excessive dryness or excessive tears. And the Lord said excessive tears, like too many tears. And I feel like that might have a dual meaning, like something that might be emotional, something might be physical. If that's you, would you stand? And then lastly for eyes, a night or color blindness. Night or color blindness, you need prayer for, would you stand? Okay, on to ears. If you have hearing loss, would you stand? Would you stand? If you have hearing loss, you want prayer for that. How about a ruptured eardrum? Fluid in your ears or pressure? If you're a believer, you just go ahead and start to pray right now. You just begin to pray. You just start to ask God, Father, you're sovereign. We know you wanna heal. We know you can heal. You are our healer. And so we begin to pray. How about noise in your ear? Somebody has like this, two things like roaring or ringing. Would you stand if you'd like prayer? Tinnitus. How about a ruptured eardrum? Fluid in your ears or pressure in your ear. Thank you, God, that you're uh, allowing us to see and hear. Inner ear problems, vertigo. If you need, if you need prayer for vertigo, would you stand? Uh, many ears disease, I was unfamiliar with that term. And then infection of some kind in your ear. Maybe it's irregular, okay? It's irregular. All right, and those of you who trusted Christ, would you stand as well? Would you just stand where you are? And we're gonna pray and we're gonna allow those now who are standing to make their way to the altar. And, and so we are praying, we've been praying for you. God said this several days ago. And we're just trusting and believing that as you come and as we bring these things to the Lord, that God is gonna do what he says he can do. Amen. We hope you enjoyed that message from our lead pastor, Greg Dumas. Don't forget you can watch all of our messages on demand on YouTube. You can go to youtube.com slash crossing church to subscribe there. And don't forget to download the Crossing Church app. Just search for Crossing Church Tampa in your app store. We hope to see you at noon prayer every Wednesday at our Tampa campus at 12 p.m. and for our weekend services. To learn more about our times and locations, visit wearecrossing.com slash locations.